You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. It's drive time now. Welcome to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Indians radio network. Tribe Talk is brought to you by Cleveland Clinic. Access the number one care in Ohio anytime, anywhere. By Subway, the official training restaurant of the Cleveland Indians. By KeyBank, the banking home of the Cleveland Indians. Everyone, welcome to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse along with you this weekend from Safeco Field in Seattle where the Indians are playing the Mariners. Good show lined up for you this week. We'll look back at a great time on Sunday for the Indians as they celebrated their American League Central Division Championship clinched last weekend at home. And we'll take you inside the locker room for the celebration there. We'll also visit with Indians relievers Brian Shaw and Tyler Olson, and also... Lake County manager Larry Day, who's been with the ball club this weekend. We'll also have the Week in Review, and we'll get to it shortly as we get rolling with Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Seattle's Safe Co. Field, where the Indians are playing the Mariners this weekend. What a week it's been for the Indians, and we take you back to last Sunday at home. The Indians had wrapped up the American League Central Division Championship Saturday night. The Tribe had won Saturday afternoon, and with the Twins' loss on Saturday night, that means the Indians were Central Division champions, and they decided to celebrate regardless of what happened on Sunday afternoon, win or lose. They would celebrate in the clubhouse. Well, they won the game against the Royals, and after the ball game, well, the classic locker room celebration absolutely would happen, and we'll pick things up with the final out, Indians and Royals. The passing of the torch, so to speak. The Royals, the dominant team in the division in 14 and 15. The Indians in 16 and now 17. And these two proud warriors going at it this weekend. Now the 2-2 pitch. A swing and a miss. Ball game. He got him with a fastball. Cody Allen strikes out with Merrifield. And the Indians can celebrate in style. They have won their 93rd ball game. And it did not come easy. The Indians knock off the Kansas City Royals here today by a final score of 3-2. to two. Congratulations, Tito. I know you wanted this celebration, and what better way than to do it here the way they won today? Oh, thanks, Hammy. It's funny because the guys were all looking around. They're not really sure what to do. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we, we clinched at midnight last night, and everybody's kind of wandering around. 
But I'll tell you what, they're going to have some fun. You know, we'll let them, let them have some fun for a couple hours. Then we'll reel it back in. We'll get on the flight. Let them enjoy themselves. we got a day off tomorrow. But they, they, they deserve to blow it out tonight because they've, they've played their rear ends off. Tito, you and I talked about it on the pregame show. What are you most proud of? Because I, I know there are a myriad of thoughts when you win a division title. There's, you know, Hammy, there's, there's a lot of things. But I think the one thing that I'll always fall back on is the we mentality. I mean, you're always going to get tested, and we're going to continue to be tested. We don't know where. But you just keep fighting in one direction, and, you know, we've found ways to, to be good enough. And you know what? The fun, the fun is just starting. I mean, this is going to be really exciting because we don't know what the future holds, but it's going to be fun. Tito, did you ever have any doubts, even when the club was scuffling after the All-Star break? Well, I mean, I was, I was kind of mad. <laughs> you know, we talked about, you know, having that meeting in Colorado because we were we just weren't doing the things that we could do. But it's been a lot better. And, I mean, you're seeing a happy bunch right now. And when, when I mean, it's just, they've, they've, played, they've played very well. And I don't think that after this celebration, I don't think anything will change. Whoever plays that day will, will give us their best. Well, I say this for all Indians fans, Tito. Thanks for coming to Cleveland. Oh, Hammy, are you kidding me? This is the great best thing ever happened to me. I love it. You know that. You see me every day how happy I am here. Thank you. Thanks, Tito. See Congrats, you, bud. The Indians have popped the corks. The celebration is underway. The Indians, Central Division champs for the second year in a row and ninth time. And today they do it in a winning style, 3-2 to two over the Kansas City Royals. Let's go downstairs and here's Rosie. Thank you, Tom. And uh, I'll tell you what, they just popped the corks moments ago. Uh, a brief toast that was about 10 seconds maybe, and then they're getting after it. So uh, the fun will begin here. And we're going to kick it off with the guy who, who got it started on the mound today, Corey Kluber. Just a, an outstanding effort and kind of an unusual day for you, or, or was it, again, like it was during the streak, just business as usual for this team? It was a little different to start out today. I mean, um, obviously, I think, you know, our goal is to go out there and win the game today, but the, the build-up throughout the day is kind of looking forward to this moment, uh, knowing that knowing that it was coming. But you know, I think once the game started, we did a good job of going out there and taking care of business. And when you look at, at the day as a whole, I, I talked to Cody Allen beforehand. And he said, hey, no taking off the gas here just because you've clinched the division crown. you got Corey Kluber pitching, and, and whoever is pitching, they want to do well for them. And, and is that just how this team is right now? Yeah, I think that the you know winning the division is, is the first step, obviously, to, to our ultimate goal. But, you know, I think that there's there's still business at hand. You know, we're trying to trying to get home field and all those kind of things. And also, you know, guys want to want to be in a good spot when the postseason comes around. So I think that uh, you know, just be, this is this is one step along the way, but but not the ultimate goal for us. You have great confidence. Did that ever waver during the time on the DL and the team was kind of flou- uh, you know floating around that 500 mark for a little bit? Did it was it still there that things would fall into place and and all the hard work would pay off? Yeah, I think that goes that goes hand in hand with uh, you know the length of the season stuff like we were just talking about. I think that you know keeping perspective that it is it is a long year and and you know uh, things might not have gone great to start off with, but but ultimately you know you got to have faith that that you'll be able to get things on track and and you know we did and and this is what happens I guess. Only fitting that you're on the mound for 
I guess it's not the clincher, but it seemed like it today. Congratulations, Corey. Thank you. Thanks, Rosie. That's Corey Kluber, the starting and winning pitcher, and uh, the man who closed it out. We had him there for a minute. Cody Allen. Uh, we had Cody Allen. Well, we can keep moving along here, but when uh, you look at we're going to switch gears, as uh, is usually the case down here. Austin Jackson joining us. And, uh, Austin, you've been a big part of this, and we touched on it a little bit yesterday uh, in regards to your decision to, to sign here and, and get that opportunity to play here. You saw some things from the other side, and, and now it's kind of at its fruition here with a division title. Absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's just been uh, a, a, such a good year for us. We've been staying strong all year um, through some ups and downs. Um, you know, through some injuries, um, it seems like we just we find a way each and every game. Uh, you know, I know I mentioned it a lot, but it, it, everybody comes to the you know the yard each and every day, ready to ready to play, ready to work, and uh, you know ultimately try to get those wins. Austin, thanks so much. Thank you, appreciate it. That's Austin Jackson, and we have Joe Smith stopping by as well, uh, a newcomer. Absolutely. <laughs> This is why you were traded over here, right? Weren't you politicking for a trade to come over here because of times like this? I was hoping so. <laughs> you know, man, this never gets old. I'll tell you what, with this group of guys, it's just fun to be back and be a part of it. And when you look at how it's been since you've been here, anything surprised you since you got here that maybe you didn't know just looking at this team from a distance earlier in the season? Uh, no. I mean, just watching them, obviously, from what they did last year, you knew they were good. Uh, knowing the guys inside the clubhouse and everybody around here, you knew it was a special environment to be a part of. And, and just to have the opportunity to come back is, I mean, this is what it's for right here, right? Go play in October and see what you got. Joe, thanks a lot for coming by. Enjoy it in there. Thanks, Rosie. Hey, what's the deal with these goggles? They're like sunshade goggles, huh? Yeah, I don't know. It's a good burn, though, if you get it in your eyes. <laughs> That's Joe Smith, Indians reliever, uh, one of two great acquisitions that the Indians made at the trade deadline. And, uh, Tom, you can't say enough about what the front office has done, not only at the deadline, but in the offseason to get it rolling. Yeah, without question, Rosie. Uh, you know, Chris and Cherney have, have been remarkable. They built this thing, and then when they thought they had a chance to go for it last year, they didn't get gunshot. Yeah, it I'm sure a lot of people were like, why are they trading all those kids for Andrew Miller? Well, Andrew Miller and Brandon Guy and Coco Crisp were critical to that run last year. And as you mentioned, the offseason, everyone knows about Edwin Encarnacion. But the other additions, like an Austin Jackson and the other pieces to the puzzle, Nick Goody, Tyler Olson that they added. And then again, this year at the deadline and, and into August, you get Jay Bruce and Joe Smith. That Kudos to those guys. They, they've seized the opportunity. And it's like you, you have a, a video of us down here. I'm with Mike Chernoff right now who just happened to stop by. And uh, Mike, uh, Tom, and just talking about the, the great moves that have been made in the, really the last calendar year to fortify this team in, in addition to, to good work by the farm system. I know they don't always all work out, but, boy, a lot of them have. Well, I think there's two parts of it. First, obviously, we spend a lot of time on trying to bring the right guys into the clubhouse make sure that we fill the depth of the team. You can't ever rely on one or two guys, but when you're building a full team, you try to fit the pieces in so that all the pieces work together. And secondly, it's about the environment. It's not easy for a guy like Andrew Miller to come in and succeed right away, or Jay Bruce in August to come in and fit in, feel comfortable enough to contribute to the team. It's a real credit to Tito and these guys for allowing an atmosphere where that can happen and guys can fit right in. 
the length of the season and what winning a division title means as, as opposed to later on when you hope to do this again after a playoff series? I think that's what's so special about this. Even though technically we clinched last night, these guys deserve a celebration. It's a lot of hard work from that first day of spring training uh, to this point, so it's, it's a real credit to the guys and the work they put in day to day. Mike Chernoff, thanks so much. Great talking to you, Rosie. That's Mike Chernoff, Indians general manager, one of the architects of this ball club that uh, has now won back-to-back American League Central Division crowns. And the man who was on the mound at the end nailed it down, Cody Allen. And, uh, Cody, we visited before the game, and you said, you know what, Kluber's on the mound. I'd love to close this thing out today and do it right. Uh, it seemed to go according to script. Yeah, I, I would have hated to come, to come in here after a loss and, and celebrate. You know, regardless, division champions, it's nothing to be taken lightly. Uh, these guys in here from the staff, uh, front office, coaching staff, training room, strength staff, players, everybody's done an unbelievable job. Uh, it's a process. Uh, and this is the first step in our goal, uh, but we're going to enjoy it. And uh, I would have hated to have come in here after a loss, especially on a day when Corey Kluber's on the mound, a guy that has just carried us in the second half. Um, so I'm, I'm glad we were able to finish it out for him. And coming out here today playing a good ball game, you mentioned you don't want to take your foot off the gas at this time of year. How come? It's, this game is so fragile, and, and when you have good rhythm and you're playing good baseball, it's nothing to be taken lightly. Uh, we want to play the best brand of baseball we can every single day, and you don't do that by taking days off. You've had a couple of clinchers now where you've clinched series, you've clinched regular season championships, so you're getting pretty good at this, huh? Uh, it, it's something that I definitely enjoy, and uh, and I'm glad that we were able to do it here in Cleveland and share it with the fans. Cody, thanks so much. Appreciate it. No problem. Thanks, for it. And that's just some of the flavor of the locker room celebration last Sunday following the Indians-Royals game. The Indians had wrapped up the division on Saturday night. Stay tuned. We'll have our Week in Review when we return as Tribe Talk continues on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Safeco Field in Seattle. Time for a look back at the Week in Review. And the Indians, after seeing their 22-game win streak snapped a week ago Friday night and then clinching the division last weekend, well, they just kept right on winning, starting a road swing in Anaheim against the Angels Tuesday night. And as usual, the Indians would score first, this time thanks to Jay Bruce in the fourth inning. Bruce leans into one, hitting it high and deep right center field. Trout back, looking up. This one hits high off the wall. Rounding third and scoring is Encarnacion into second with an RBI double. Jay Bruce. And the Tribe takes the lead 1-0. And a pretty good smattering of Cleveland Indians fans here in Anaheim tonight with the Bruce chant. As he drives in another run, his 20th with the Indians, 95th overall this season between his time with the Tribe and the New York Mets. Tribe added a run in the fifth with the long ball. Terry Francona riding the hot hand right now, and that is Roberto Perez, who's in the midst of his hottest stretch at the plate this season easily. And it's been going on for a while now, over 17 games, hitting close to 350. Here's the 1-0. Swung on, and he hammers one right center field. Oh, that's hit a ton. Way back and gone. Home run, Roberto Perez. There's that power to the opposite field from Perez. 
And he continues to swing that hot bat with home run number seven. Two-nothing try. On the mound, Mike Clevenger was solid again. Now the 1-1 pitch. Swung on, rolled toward third. Up with it, Urshela. There's one at second. Relay to first. Got him! How about that? You don't see Mike Trout get doubled up very often. A 5-4-3 around the horn double play ball. And the Indians will keep their 3-1 to lead as we've played six in Anaheim. Then it was Andrew Miller's turn in the seventh. Now the 1-2. Swing and a miss. Struck it out on a fastball. That registered 98 miles an hour. Yeah, he's back. Indians 3, Angels 1. We go to the eighth. The Angels pulled within a run at 3-2, but in the top half of the ninth inning, the Tribe added some insurance. The next delivery, swing and a little looping liner to right. That's a base hit. Allen will score. On his way to third is Lindor, and Jackson has a huge fourth hit. A little flare the other way to right near the line, and Austin Jackson has given the Indians a 4-2 lead on his fourth hit of the night. What an addition Jackson's been to this Indians club this year. Two batters later, Edwin Encarnacion delivered. Bud Norris is making his 31st pitch of the inning. Here it comes. A swing and a bullet base hit to left. That'll score two. Lindor and Jackson score, and there's a game-breaker. Edwin Encarnacion, now 96 RBIs, and the Indians lead it 6-2. to two. So the Tribe won it 6-3 to three to start the road trip. Wednesday, another tight ball game against a desperate Angels team trying to hang in there in the playoff hunt. And once again, the Indians struck first, this time in the second inning, thanks to Jason Kipnis. The pitch to Kipnis, and he swings and drives one up the alley in right center. It's going to get down for a base hit and roll to the wall. Another double, and Santana cruises home, and Kipnis has his first base hit since coming back the second time from the hamstring injury, and maybe that'll get Kip going as he plugs the gap in right center with an RBI double, and the Indians have a one nothing lead. Kipnis... 23rd double, 31st RBI. Indians defense was on display in the third inning. Now the 0-1 pitch. Trump bangs one to third. What a backhanded pick on the short hop. Urshela throws out Trout. Well, that's why he's a gold glove caliber third baseman. You can't hit a ball harder than that. A screaming one hopper to the third base line. And Urshela reached across with a backhanded short hop snatch. And then he threw out Trout. What a play by Giovanni Urshela. And then it was Urshela with the bat in the fourth. The pitch to him is swung on and lined in the left field. A base hit down the left field line. Scoring is Bruce. On his way to third is Kipnis. He's held there as cruising into second with an RBI double. Giovanni Urshela. 2-1, Tribe in front. And Urshela, who's been swinging a better bat, comes through here with a two-out RBI double. The Angels fought back to tie it up at two, and in the seventh, Francisco Lindor made history. 
The set, the pitch, a swing and a high drive. This is crushed. Deep center. Trout is back at the wall. Looking up, it's gone! He cleared the 18-foot wall just to the right of center. Francisco Lindor does it again. A towering two-run home run just to the right of center field. And the Indians have a 4-2 lead. And Lindor continues to state his case for American League MVP. Boy, in this damp marine air where the ball doesn't travel at night, and he had a towering blast over the 18-foot wall just to the right of center, and the Indians have a 4-2 lead, their third different lead tonight. Well, you talk about making history every night. He has now set a major league record for most home runs in the history of the game by a switch-hitting shortstop. 31 home runs for Frankie Lindor. Still in the seventh inning, Edwin Encarnacion added to the lead. The pitch. A swing and a line drive toward the gap in left center. It gets down for a hit. And flying around third, coming home is Jackson. The throw to the plate by Upton is cut off. And scoring on a slide is Jackson. And the Indians now have a three-run lead. And again, late in the game, Encarnacion is delivering that RBI single to left center. And he now has 97 runs batted in. So the Indians won it 6-5, to five, heading into Thursday's series finale against the Angels. And it was Anaheim scoring first in this one, a run in the first inning to put them in front. But the Indians answered in the second, thanks to Edwin Encarnacion. The cleanup hitter in D.H., He's had a good series. Three hits, three RBIs. Bridwell's pitch, swung on, hit high, deep to left, down the line, gone. Encarnacion has now hit 37 home runs, 98 RBIs, and the Parrot goes for a ride in Anaheim. A towering home run by Edwin Encarnacion down that left field line. And just like that, Indians won, Angels won. Then in the fifth, it was the red-hot Francisco Lindor coming up big one more time. Here's the pitch to Lindor. He swings and launches one high and deep. Dead center field. Way back. Home run, Lindor. The kid has done it again. Tie ball game, no problem. He goes deep, and the Indians lead it 4-1. to one. Number 32 for Lindor. And he hit it to a deep part of this ballpark in dead center field. Wow. With Danny Salazar making the start and on a pitch count, the Indians would have to rely on the bullpen in this one. Following Salazar, it was Zach McAllister, then Dan Otero shutting down the Angels, and in the seventh, Andrew Miller got tested. How many times did you say last year in the playoffs or... Whenever. Uh oh. Uh oh. And the next thing you know, Andrew Miller's walking to the dugout. Innings over. No run scoring. Now the left hander's two strike pitch to Maldonado. Swing and a miss. Back foot slider got him. He's done it again. Bases loaded, one out, and Miller works out of it. He ends up striking out the side. Seven in the books. Cleveland 4, the Angels 1.
Nick Goody worked a scoreless eighth inning. Then in the ninth, Tyler Olson had a chance to close the door. You should see the number of Indians fans standing by the Indians' first base dugout, whooping it up the pitch. Outside, a ball, one and one. It's not the corner of Carnegie and Ontario, but they've turned the big A into their private playground. And they're relishing this. So many transplants from Ohio here in California. The pitch swung on, bounced toward third. With a jump throw, got him! Urshela did it. He went to the line with a backhand and jump throw. And it's a 1-2-3 inning. Well, a spectacular play that took Giovanni Urshela almost to the photo bay area in foul ground when he made the backhand and jump throw and got it there on the fly to end the inning. And ball game. The Indians have a sweep. Indians won it 4-1 to to sweep the Angels. And it was on to Seattle where on Friday night the Indians dropped the opener of this three-game series with the Mariners 3-1 to on a walk-off home run from Nelson Cruz. Stay tuned. When we come back, much more to come. We'll visit with Tyler Olson as well as Brian Shaw. That's next on the Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk. Jim Rosenhouse back with you from Safeco Field in Seattle. A couple of relief pitchers we had a chance to catch up with this week. Tyler Olson on Thursday notched his first career save. And when we visited with Tyler before the game on Friday here in Seattle, he talked about what it meant that Terry Francona and the coaching staff have confidence in him to get the job done in tough situations. Uh, I mean, it's pretty pretty cool, you know, for you know Tito to have confidence in me to go in there and you know kind of shut the door on the team, but also that's huge, you know. I guess per se, you know, our our bullpen right now is doing a really good job of picking each other up. I mean, you throw guys in there, you know, early. We obviously knew that you know Salazar was on a pitch count, so we knew that some guys were going to have to step up, and you know we did that. When you look at uh, your success, you, you still have it rolling here at the major league level. And we were talking a couple of days ago just about some of the the differences for you this time around in the major leagues, and a lot of it goes back to throwing strikes. And how have you been able to do that more often than, than maybe you did in, in other stints in the major leagues? I think just coming to the realization of, you know, I'd rather attack the zone and, you know, get hurt that way rather than, you know, picking corners and walking guys and, you know, kind of putting myself in the hole. So just... You know, trusting that, you know, my stuff plays and, you know, attacking hitters. And, you know, I had a pretty good conversation with Mickey about him just saying, you know, throw the ball down the middle of the plate and let it play. And that's, you know, really what I've been focusing on doing. And, you know, hopefully I can keep it going. You say trust your stuff, and I, I think every every pitcher has to do that at some point. How difficult can that be, though, especially if, if maybe you get called up that first time around and, and get hit a little bit, which which can happen at this level to then go ahead and, and trust your stuff and, and throw enough strikes to be successful? I think just, you know, finding a way to stay within yourself and, you know, knowing who you are as a pitcher. I think that's been the biggest thing for me. I mean, I talked about it before. I'm not a power pitcher. I don't blow it by guys. i got to keep them off balance. And, you know, the best way to do that is throw, you know, multiple pitches for strikes. And I think that's why, you know, I've been having success. And um, hopefully I can just keep doing it. All part of keeping it rolling at the major league level. And uh, Tyler Olson, you get to, a chance to 
to pitch here close to home. You had an opportunity to pitch for the Mariners earlier in your career. What was that like growing up as a Mariners fan, being able to do that? It was special. I mean, it's it's only a three-and-a-half-hour drive from home. So, you know, to to be with an organization, you know, that I followed growing up, you know, was pretty special. And then, you know, to get a chance to, to pitch here in front of, you know, a lot of family and friends that are in the area, it was it's pretty awesome. How big is the pass list tonight for you? <laughs> yeah, it's pretty big. I got, you know, 10, 10 11 family members that are coming. Oh, enjoy the night, Tyler. Thanks a lot for coming by. Yeah, thanks for having me. That's Tyler Olson, Indians reliever, who's been just a tremendous addition to this ball club, still has not allowed an earned run since being called up for good in early August. Brian Shaw's been tremendous all season. He's up over 70 appearances again for the fifth consecutive season. And when we caught up with Brian earlier this week, he talked about what it means to know that this team will be back in postseason once again this year. It's it's fun. I mean, obviously, you know, everything that this team has gone through over the last, you know, five years, the ups and the downs. Um, obviously, you know, last year making it as far as we did, coming, you know, as to one game, you know, getting back to the postseason and, you know, showing our fans and showing, you know, everybody that, you know, this team is for real. Um, you know, last year wasn't a fluke, you know, and, you know, hopefully this year we can get back to the, you know, same spot last year and, you know, go one game farther. Bullpen, a big part of it. You're a big part of the bullpen. 70 or more appearances in five straight seasons never happened before in, in Indians history. How do you do it? And and are there times where it can really be stressful for you, or, or do you just go out there and throw and hope for the best? Uh, usually I just try to go throw and hope for the best, but, you know, we have a really good, uh, you know, strength, strength staff, really good trainers. Um, you know, that make sure, you know, day in, day out, you know, that all the pitchers and, you know, position players alike are all taken care of. And, you know, that way they, they do their job well enough to make sure that we can do our job well enough. And, you know, Tito does a really good job of, you know, making sure that guys are ready and, you know, put guys into certain positions and certain roles and different spots of the games and, you know, give guys day off when they need it. And he does a really good job making sure that everybody is available and not overuse guys. Um, he does a really good job of that, too. And it seems like... It seems like your stuff is getting better here down the stretch. Is that true, or, or do you feel like it's been good all year and it's pretty much the same? Um, it's Velocity-wise, it's definitely gotten better over the last couple of weeks. Uh, Trevor Bauer right here wants me to let everybody know that I hit 99 uh, um, for the first time in my career. Um, so that was that was fun. But, no, it's, you know, uh, movement-wise and arm-wise, everything's felt good all year. But, for whatever the reason, you know, the last you know couple of weeks, yeah, velocity and everything's been ticked up a little bit. You know, I don't know if it's the anticipation for postseason or um, obviously the stretch that we were on with the you know the 22 game win streak, all that kind of stuff. A little bit more hype going to it, but you know, I don't know if it's that or what. But you know, it feels good and ready to go. Brian Shaw joining us, tribe reliever on a on a great roll here down the stretch, like so many of his teammates. All right, now on to the important stuff. Saturday night. Twins lose, which officially clinches things for the Indians this past Saturday night. And you had a, a unique way of celebrating. I, I know you have other priorities. Uh, tell it, fill us in. What did you do to celebrate after the Twins lost the official clinching of the American League Central Division? Uh, a few of us just went and hung out, had a, you know a couple glasses of wine, some s'mores, and stuff like that with everybody's kids. But I had to go back home and write a paper for my, my homework, do some classwork. So. Should we email this interview to your professor to, to let them know that, hey, the dedication is there and surely you should get an A in your class? Oh, I got all my work done. I got an A anyway. It's all good. <laughs> so, and now you're at the University of Phoenix online course. Does this mean you have eligibility for maybe like MLB the show in terms of, of baseball, like video games, things like that? I have no idea on that aspect, but... 
Yeah, school's school's good. You know, I've had it. I started, I think, June of last year. I'll be done in January, February, I think. So, hopefully, no more no more school during baseball next year. All in a day's work for Brian Shaw, one of the busiest men in baseball. Thanks so much for coming by, Brian. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. On. That's Indians reliever Brian Shaw has been just tremendous over a five-year stretch for the Indians. Stay tuned. It's our weekly farm report when we return after this on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. Welcome back to Tribe Talk, our final segment from Safeco Field in Seattle. And it's time for the farm report. We switch it up a bit this week. as uh, Usually we check in with James Harris, the Indians Director of Player Development. But on the trip with the Tribe over in Anaheim was single-A manager at Lake County, Larry Day. And a great opportunity for him to be with the big club and around the coaching staff and some of the players that he had not that long ago in the minor league system. He says it's a great time to be catching up with the Indians at the major league level. Yeah, to, to be able to just experience the things that I've experienced over the past three days and the conversations that I've had with both staff and players and just, you know, the way they've made me feel welcomed, um, just, you know, even in the clubhouse and on the bus and at the hotel, which I'm not surprised by, but to be welcomed that way um, has been outstanding. And then obviously to... To be a part of the, you know, just even just the past two nights as far as um, the winning and the conversations that have taken place with staff and players are things that, you know, I'll take with me forever as far as my learning experiences. This has been great. And after a couple of seasons as a hitting coach in the organization, this year first year managing, and you had a chance to, to visit with Terry Francona for a while uh, during this stay here in Anaheim, and I imagine you can't ask for a better situation than that in terms of picking a brain of someone who who really has done it all yeah i mean i i've i've studied tito for for years actually i'm I'm from boston massachusetts i used to follow his teams up in boston he was actually a keynote speaker um my senior year at the university of connecticut at our kickoff banquet before the season in 2007 um, so to be able to, over the past couple of years, to be able to lightly get to know him more intimately and, you know, this trip, being able to um, sit down with him. And I, I actually had seven specific questions that I wrote up um, a couple of weeks ago once I knew this trip would take place because, you know, it's a chance to be able to talk with a great, great leader. You know, he, he's a baseball manager, but you know he's a leader you know he could probably lead whether it be another sport team or an organization that's in business so to be able to pick the brain of a great leader you know I wanted to ask specific questions because I know that the time was I wanted to be efficient with his time um, so to be able to ask those questions and have that type of conversation you know with with Tito was something that I'm very grateful for and you know it was worth my time for sure. I learned a lot. Larry Day joining us. He's the was the manager at Lake County this past season. And uh, Larry, a first year manager at, yep. at a lower level in the minor leagues, and there's got to be some challenges there. What what were some of the things that maybe surprised you that that you weren't expecting once you got in that chair of, of leading a ball club? You know, I, I think that for all of us who are competitors, the biggest challenge becomes balancing the personal development per player with wanting to create a winning culture with your team 
no matter what, no matter what you have as far as personnel on the mound, no matter what you have as far as personnel on the field. Um, so just balancing that competitive nature with the overall goal, which is to develop these players, you know, the Indian way and the things that we've learned as staff members from our front office um, and from our great staff members or something that we've tried to portray to our players um, is the number one goal, is the development of, of our kids and, and to get them to be closer to major league players is definitely the reason why we play minor league games. But, you know, I mean, we also, there's a scoreboard for a reason. So balancing that, you know, the, the personal individual development per player with the overall win-loss record is, uh, you know, is a, is a challenging thing and something that we endured right smack in the face in Lake County, to be honest with you. You mentioned an, an Indian's way of, of doing things. And, and can, you, can you fill us in on a fundamental or two that, that you really try and get across to these kids in, in a, very early, a very early stage of their career? Yeah, absolutely. You know, just things as far as controlling the controllables, you know, not getting too broad vision with statistical outcomes and results, but trying to be where your feet are and be great with your preparation, really immerse yourself in the process of becoming a, a great player versus just evaluating yourself on the results on a nightly basis as it comes to per game. Um, that's the main thing, is, is just trying to help these players understand the value of preparation, the value of controlling the controllables, the value of being a great teammate, um, and, the, and the value of being a a learner, you know, to not just have a fixed mindset to where a young player may say, this is what I am as a pitcher, this is what I am as a hitter, but rather have more of a uh, an open outlook of this is what I can become as a pitcher, this is what I can become as a hitter if I do x y and z and then x y and z is obviously the process by which we as a staff try and teach these players how to execute all part of a farm system that has been a backbone of the cleveland indian success here at the major league level larry day thanks for the the visit this was fun thank you rosie that is larry day the indians single a manager at lake county and uh, he's part of uh, one of several coaches and managers who have been with the club here in September after rosters expanded. Well, that's going to do it for this week's edition of Tribe Talk. We'll catch you next week back home at Progressive Field. Until then, this is Jim Rosenhouse reminding you, you've been listening to Tribe Talk on the Cleveland Clinic Indians Radio Network. It's blazing hot outside. You get in your car to turn on the AC to get cold air pumping, but it blows hot air out. This issue is commonly caused by low refrigerant due to leaks in the AC system. You want an easy, all-in-one solution that will restore the cold air in no time. AC Pro Recharge Kits. Make restoring cold air easy for even those with zero DIY experience in less than 10 minutes. Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro.